How's my mic sound? Good. Oh, and it's connected too. It wasn't giving us that, giving me and Ramon that uh, problem like it did last time. Excellent. So we all good. Alright, I'm gonna kick us off. Alright, all you primetime listeners, all you primetime fans, and uh, all you newcomers that's just listened to the pod- podcast, I got exciting news for you boys and girls. Good times over here in the podcast. Some good times. We are on iHeartRadio. So, if you just listened to us on iHeartRadio, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for uh, thank you iHeartRadio for adding adding our podcast to the uh, to the to your app. Uh, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be great. I think it's going to be a lot more listeners uh, coming our way. So uh, stay tuned. Everybody listen to us on iHeartRadio. Or if you even listen to us on, on Anchor or Spotify or uh, Apple Pie, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, uh, thank you for listening to us. And shout uh, out to y'all. Yep. And, uh... This is going to be part two of our NFL top fifty list. Uh, it's it's taken us so long because I've been I've personally been busy, and the guys we also been busy with this whole Corona thing and me moving bases. So I finally got out of Virginia for EIT. Now I'm at Fort Bragg uh, for my first actual unit. Uh, and no, I am not going airborne at all whatsoever I don't care what they say they cannot make me go airborne even if they try to be like oh well if you don't go airborne you're gonna get deployed well I'm active duty I'm gonna get deployed anyway between now and later so why not do it now that way I at least have a year or so left so I'm not doing airborne. But let's let's dive right into this. Uh Troy, you got the list ready? Got it ready. Alright, kick us off. Alright. At number 30, we have Ezekiel Elliott posting a PFF grade of 77.2. He rushed for 1357 yards and 12 touchdowns this season. At number 29, we have Keenan Allen, posting a PFF grade of 80.3. He racked in 104 receptions for 1,199 yards and six touchdowns on the season. At number 28, we got Nick Bosa, posting a PFF grade of 86.7. He had 31 tackles, 10 sacks, and one forced fumble on the season. At number 26, we have Ryan Ramchek. He posted a PFF grade of 90.9. He had 1,058 snaps with six penalties overall and zero sacks allowed. So there's our first five. What do you think? Uh, I like, I like, I like where Zeke, Allen, Bosa, and Rabchak are because uh, Rabchak, he definitely showed that he is a pro bowl 
is official. It is eventually he's gonna be all all pro. But he's definitely a Pro Bowl uh, tackle. Definitely good for the Saints. Uh, giving up no sacks is fucking incredible for a tackle. That's just incredible, and that's very hard to do. Uh, Ramchek has showed that he could play on left or right side because I do I do remember there was a, uh, there's been a couple of games where uh, Art Shaw was out and then we just moved uh, Rab, Ramchek yeah, to the left side. Yeah, so I, he showed he's very versatile uh, and he he was a Pro Bowler once again. So. Right. Very good for the uh, for his young career. Nick Bosa, I'm surprised he doesn't have more tackles, but I think he was hurt this year. He was like in and out. Uh, no, no. I have to check that later. But that was uh, Joey Bosa that was injured. Nick Bosa, he didn't get as many tackles maybe as you thought he had, but he definitely was disruptive in the past game. Yeah, I got it down hard. Oh wait, wait, huh? Nick is the to clarify, if I'm right, Nick is the one on the 49ers. Joe yeah. is the one on the Chargers. That's correct. Okay, so Nick is just a rookie. Nick is just a rookie, and we have him at 27. That's how. That's how good he was. Like, I remember at one point he was uh, considered for defensive player of the year. That is correct. So that's just just scary. That's just how scary this guy is. His rookie year, he's already coming in as a defensive player of the year candidate. So, yeah, of course he run the rookie defensive player of the year. Um, Keela Allen uh, was doing Keela Allen things, always proving he's the number one uh, option for the Chargers. So, of course. And then uh, yep. Zeke is uh, was being Zeke, even though he missed a couple of games. Zeke came in there. He's, I think he still had like a thousand yards rushing. He did, even after missing like what, two, two or three games or whatever. However the fuck many he missed, uh, he basically showed the Cowboys like even though, uh, even though I missed a couple of games, I. I'm still the dominant piece in this offense and you guys need me and you guys know y'all need me. They basically built that offense around Zeke. Not uh uh shitty ass quarterbacks, baby. Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott. They they didn't build it around Dak Prescott's arm. They built that shit around Zeke. And the only reason why they uh they're keeping wide receivers or they're trying to build up wide receivers because people are stacking the box up against Zeke. So now now that you don't have that offensive line that that you had like maybe one or two years ago that could just move people around like it wasn't like it wasn't nothing. Now that you don't have that old line that could do that, y'all y'all have to y'all have to throw the ball. Or not be in uh, third and long situations. You basically need receivers to get you out of that third and long situation. Is what I'm saying. If you're a Cowboys fan, because you know Zeke ain't about to catch. Uh, he can't catch a screen, or he could he could catch a pass, but it's not consistent. To where he's gonna he's gonna get you a third and long. Like uh, Reggie Bush used to, or Darren Sproles used to, for us, or Cabrera does now. 
I think alright, you did good for this for this part. This was a good part. I agree. Alright, you ready to continue? Yep. Alright. At number 25, we got Mike Evans posting a PFF grade of 85.7. He had 67 receptions, 1,157 yards, and 8 touchdowns on the season. At number 24, we have Devontae Adams posting a PFF score of 83.5. He had 83 receptions, 997 yards, and 5 touchdowns on the season. At number 23, we have another Bucks receiver, Chris Godwin, posting a PFF score of 90.7. He had 86 receptions, 1,333 yards, and 9 touchdowns on the season. At number 22, we have Khalil Mack, posting a PFF score of 86.2. He had 34 tackles, 9 sacks, and 4 forced fumbles. And at number 21, we had T.J. Watt posting a PFF score of 91.3. He had 30 tackles, 18 tackles, 8 forced fumbles. Uh, so this is this is a we're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah. This is another good uh good good round of people. Uh, I think this is fair for everyone's grade. Uh, Khalil back. Had a had a down year for Khalil Mack standards. Let's, let's yeah, he was he was definitely underwhelming this year for for what he is. Like when you, when you bring up Khalil Mack, I think Khalil Mack could be every season he should be a defensive uh, player of the year candidate every every season, and he just didn't have that type of season or the or all pro season. He I don't even think he had a pro pro season. He made the Pro Bowl, but he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. No, well, maybe as he he was good enough to definitely be like the first alternate, but he he should be a straight up Pro Bowl, like no question about it. Like he's the number one option. Yep. He shouldn't be an alternate. Uh, Mike Evans, you need more touchdowns. Maybe you'll get more touchdowns for Tom Brady. Uh, Godwin. Hey, God, Godwin had a breakout season. Yeah, God. Fun fact about Godwin, or I guess it's saying a fun fact, but interesting point. When uh, he came out in the draft, I think it was 2018, I wanted really bad. I think they had like a second, third, fourth round grade on him. Then he went in the third round. I wanted him because I thought he could be like a, a legit number two receiver, and now look at him. He was Pro Bowl, second team All Pro, almost this year. He was second and third in the league this year in yards. Yeah, but is what it is. Uh, Well, Adams, Adams is of course. Out there, uh, Adams is finally getting some help with, uh, from the Green Bay Packers because they're finally getting uh, putting a wide receiver core around uh, him and Aaron Rodgers, so that's good. 
that's also scary for the rest of the NFL because now you uh now the Packers got a got a running game and a receiving game. So it's gonna be interesting to see. And they have somewhat of a defense. I can't say they have a full defense, but I can say they have somewhat. they have a they have a good set of personnel on defense. I'm just not exactly sure they have the right defensive coordinator at the moment. Who's their defensive coordinator? Uh is it Don Capers? Oh, yeah. Hold on, since we're talking about NFL, can we talk about how uh Bill Bill O'Brien used to get fucking fired as a GM. Not as the head coach, but that's the GM. He needs to get fired immediately. Immediately. Oh, that's right. Their D coordinator is Mike Patton. They just hired him last year. It was Dom Capers, but they fired him. Oh, I, I got to bring that up. Bill, Bill O'Brien needs to get fired as the uh, GM for the Houston Texans. Yeah, Bill O'Brien is just... I don't know what the fuck. No, let's keep doing. it a buck. He's ass. Yeah. Him as a head coach, keep him as a head coach. He's somehow getting y'all to the playoffs. That's cool. That's fine. If y'all just like winning the AMC South and making it to at least the divisional game, because somehow y'all always, if y'all, if y'all lose the wild card, you always lose the divisional game. Uh, if y'all just like making it to the divisional game, not an AFC conference championship, hey, be my guest, but. Bill O'Brien is, is your guy if you want to get to the divisional uh, the round and then lose to the fucking Chiefs or or the fucking who else is good? Uh, uh, that's all I can really think of is who's good in AF- AFC right now is the Chiefs. Ravens and the Titans and that's about it. Ravens, it really depends on uh, on uh, it, it really depends on can you make uh, Lamar Jackson throw the ball. If you can make him throw the ball and sit in the pocket, then you won the game. Definitely possible. Now, granted, there was some games he won this year with his arm, but there was also, you know, the playoff game, obviously. Didn't come out too hot. and Titans blew the doors off of him. Yeah. It happens. He's a young quarterback. He got time. It's it's really going to be between uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes on who's coming out the AFC for the for these next couple of years. Yeah, only other team I could see putting up a fight with them. Maybe two teams. Maybe the Patriots, just because it's the Patriots, and then it depends on Belichick stays and who's that quarterback. Right, depending on how consistent Ryan Tannehill can be, I think the Titans have a nice defense and a nice run game, and you can win with that. Yeah. All right, you ready to continue? Yeah. All right, at number 20, we have Tredavious White. He posted a PFF grade of a 75.6, and on the season he had 50 tackles and six interceptions. At number 19, we have Aaron Rodgers with an 81.2 PFF grade. He had over uh, 570 passing attempts. 
He threw for over 4,000 yards with 26 touchdowns and four interceptions. At number 18, we have Von Miller, another guy with a down year. He posted a PFF score of 79.3, and he only had 28 tackles and nine sacks on the season. At number 17, we have Alvin Kamara posting a PFF score of a 70. He had 979 or 900 or crap, 797 rushing yards and five touchdowns on a 4.7 yards per carry. And he also posted 81 receptions for 533 yards and a touchdown. Down year for him, but he was banged up. And at number 16, we have Jamal Adams posting a PFF score of 87.9. He had 60 tackles and one interception on the season. Uh, so, so I would go top the. I don't. I don't know how to say. I guess top the top the bottom. So with Jabal Adams, uh, he was doing great as much as he could uh, with the Jets. The Jets are the Jets. So there's only- almost got into the playoffs this year. I think there were like one or two games back at the end of the season, and they had a couple losses against teams like the. Dolphins, where if they would have, and the Bengals, where if they would have won those games, they would have got probably, it. Yeah, probably so. Oh, That's tough. That's tough when you have a young team like that. Sam Darnold also missed a good part of the year because he got mononucleosis from kissing some chick on fucking. I don't know. He kissed the Instagram daughter. New York. Wait, what you said? He kissed the Instagram daughter some shit. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. These hoes are... That one chick went to a Jets game. She had a uh, sign and said, I gave Sam Darnold mono. Oh, damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's funny, but that's fucked up. I don't know. Didn't uh, fucking Jimmy Garoppolo fucking went on a date for some fucking porn star? And he, he damn near won the Super I believe he did. Yeah, I remember seeing that shit before I left for basic training. He was like, "Oh, uh, I went on a date with a uh, fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. He can't even win a Super Bowl." Alright, so Adams, he had a pretty good year. He uh, he's going to be a defensive player of the year cal- caliber player. And come next year, really come next year, it really depends on how well the Jets do. If he gets the, the Jets can, you know, have a positive record, at least nine wins, and he could put up a better season than he did this year. He'll he'll definitely be in the race, no questions All asked. All he needs that wild card spot. Not that they'll, not that number two has. You got an extra team. Yeah, now that they have the extra team in the. Uh, in the playoffs, he could, the Jets could definitely make it to the to that extra team spot. Yep, agreed. I think Jets, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Colts all got a shot. Uh, Raiders maybe too, depending on how their defense pans out. Oh yeah, that is true. I don't know about the Broncos. Who's the Broncos quarterback? Drew Locke, he's actually pretty good. He had a decent rookie campaign. About, he came in for Joe Flacco after he shit the bed. Uh, what about the Jaguars, though? Gardner Minshew, monster. 
Six-round pick last year from Washington State. He did so good, they were willing to trade Nick Foles. Yeah, that, that was funny. Those are, those are some teams that we think uh, could possibly get to that last spot, guys. Uh, for the NFC, you got your uh, you got your Buccaneers, your Panthers, your Falcons. No, the, the Bucks will definitely make it. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Falcons and the Panthers have good drafts. I wouldn't be surprised if the entire NFC South makes it to the playoffs. Made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. That's happened before. I, I could see that happening soon. No, no, it hasn't. It, it never happened before because it, it would always be like one team that doesn't make it because of the. Uh... Yeah, you, before the last time it could possibly happen is when they had three divisions instead of four, and that was in like 2000. But it never happened. Now that we have four divisions, it couldn't happen, but then they added the seventh team, so now it's possible again. Because yep. you have three wild card slots. That's going to be interesting because. The NFC South was already tough. Now it's even more tough. Oh, yeah, it's a hell division. I mean, you have the two best quarterbacks to ever step foot on a football field in the same division. They have to play twice a year. That's great. And there's a there's a damn good chance that's your NFC championship game. Like it's, it's completely possible. Yeah. Um, who else? White is he was he was wasn't he up for defensive player of the year? Because he was high up there. Tredavious White was great this year. Mm-hmm. Probably the best corner in the league this year, arguably. Ar- yes, definitely arguably because they're, well, they're going to say that actually the Patriots probably second. Yeah, the Patriots. Gilmore Gilmore won defensive player of the year, so you got to give him the nod. He had probably the best season we've seen from a corner since Darrell Revis in '09. I was looking at some old Darrell uh, Revis highlights the other, like a day or two ago. Man, he was a monster. Beast. He was a beast in his fucking prime with the Jets. Yep, he was a killer. It just sucked that he uh, he had to win. A, he had to go to the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. But it be like that sometimes. Uh, how far? Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. It really, if you really look at all these quarterback numbers, it it, it wasn't that many touchdowns by the quarterbacks, and it wasn't really that many interceptions unless you're Jameis Winston or Cam Newton or Joe Flacco. So, pretty much. All right, I guess we'll get on to the final five for this episode. Here's where it gets real interesting. Yep, here we go. At number 15, we have Tyreek Hill posting a PFF score of 85.4. He had 58 receptions, 860 yards, and seven touchdowns. Stat line's a little bit low, but he did miss some time. At number 14, we have Julio Jones. Posting a PFF score of 90.6. He had 99 receptions, 1,394 yards, and six touchdowns on the season. At number 13, we got Bobby Wagner. 
posting a PFF score of 76.1. He had 105 tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. At number 12, we have Travis Kelsey posting a PFF score of 85.1. He had 97 receptions, 1,229 yards, and five touchdowns. At number 11, we have George Kittle, who I believe posted the highest PFF score in the entire NFL with a 95.0. He had 85 receptions, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns, and was the second best run blocking tight end in the entire league. Who's the first? Uh, I think the guy from the Ravens, uh, Nick Boyle. I think that's his name. He's like a blocking specialist, oh, but see, that's why. yeah, uh, dude's like six four two seventy five. I think he's literally like a small center. Okay, so basically, what I what I could tell is uh, the 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 Chiefs tight end should have definitely went higher. Bobby Wagner should probably went a little bit lower. Uh, right, Flacco. I, in my opinion, guy. Kittle and Kelsey could have both been top yeah. ten. Wagner, he had a pretty down year. He should have probably been in the thirties. Yeah. Tyreek Hill was fine. Julio Jones was fine. I would. I thought I personally, I think I had Kittle around like six or seven, and I think I had Kelsey right behind who, him. Who, they they had monster who, years. Julio's touchdown numbers went up by maybe one or two. God knows. Yeah, Julio had a good yeah. season. God, no doubt. God knows. Uh, Julio, uh, Julio Jones touchdown is hard to see nowadays. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, I had the two uh, I had the two tight ends in the top ten. Damn, I had Wagner in the top ten? Fuck you. When you think Wagner, you think how great he is, and he is, but he did have a down year yeah. this year. I think he gave up almost 1,000 yards in coverage this year. That was what really hurt his grade. If you would cut that number in half, you would have probably had like an 85, 90. I mean, his his touchdowns are great. Don't get me wrong. 105 touchdowns, that's good. But you are the middle linebacker, and basically that defense is built around you. Like, if you don't make that stop, then... Or get somewhere in the play. Seattle is just screwed. So we leave leave the rest for part three. All right. Yep. Part three will be numbers 10 through one. So the elite of the elite. It's going to be interesting to see who, uh, who made the rest. So far, what I what I've noticed, we haven't heard uh, uh, we haven't heard your Hopkins, we haven't heard your Mahomes, Michael Thomas, Breeze, Brady, uh, fuck, who else? Then uh, no, we heard Jackson, we heard the Jackson. Oh, uh, we haven't heard a lot of names. Derek, oh Derek Henry, or oh, I think I said. Yeah. He could possibly yeah, be on the list. A lot of names, so it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting to see uh who's our uh, who's in our top ten. 
Uh, uh, any more football news you want to talk about? Like, oh, we can talk about the draft. Yeah, I was just about to mention that Roger Goodell is going to be announcing all draft picks via some live streaming platform in his basement at his house. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, like, it sucks, man. It's yeah. just, it's bad. Dude, did they give an official day off when they did an announcement draft pick? I think it's going to be the exact same dates. It'll still be three days, and I think I think honestly, I think every pick's gonna get announced this year just because there's nothing else to watch. Like, I'm sorry if you if you watched last night that NBA horse competition, dude. I was gonna get to that, <sighs> dude. Like, I appreciate it, but dude, like, you can't be having people like live stream from their phones and shit. That, that shit was bad. You're not gonna get the quality from a phone. I don't care how much your phone costs. Like, you don't see YouTubers live streaming from their phones. Not like, you know, the rich ones. You got to get a real camera, man. Yeah. That that shit's bad. Like, I think my aunt, my aunt Shirley, she even texted me. She was like, "Are you watching this?" No, no. She asked me about it was if I was watching the NBA 2K thing. I wasn't watching that shit either. I did not watch both of that. I was like, hey, no chance. I was about to watch that. I mean, it's a dope concept. Don't get me wrong. I, I like what the NBA is trying to do, but nah, nah. I'm not feeling it. Uh, but the draft sounds dope. Uh, who do you think is going to be the first overall pick? Gotta be Joe Burrow. But from what I hear or from what I've seen, the Miami Dolphins are hot after the Bengals right now for that number one pick. They want Joe Burrow so damn bad. It ain't even funny. But, but if you if you're Joe Burrow, where where do you really I mean I understand the concept of playing in Ohio and shit. I get that that spot. But if you really think about it, look how far Miami is and look how far the Bengals are. Like I'm taking a Miami team over a uh, Cincinnati Bengals team. Honestly, the only the only piece that yeah. I got is uh, AJ Green, who can't stay on the damn field for sure. But if AJ Green is healthy, definitely got oh, yeah. something going there. That's definitely a, a great dynamic duo right there. Possibly one of the one of even the best in the league in a couple of years, give it one or two years. They could be a best uh, best quarterback to see the duo. Assuming that Breeze and uh, Michael Thomas is over with and done. It's all right. We'll we'll draft Jordan Love. He'll be the next Patrick Mahomes, and we got a dynasty. Mm. I hope so, because the last quarterback we took was Grayson. Lord. Yeah, he was ass. Ever. Uh, I I, I don't know. With that first round pick, I would like to see a linebacker. And then we we come back to the second. Really love to fall fall to the second or third. And we can still get him. 
So it is possible. It just all depends on who takes who. Because we are, we already know uh, Burrow's going to be the first quarterback. And uh, Alabama's quarterback. Tua. Yeah, Tua. But where Tua goes is going to be questionable because if, if City still takes uh, Burrow, then Miami is taking Tua. And then eventually yep. your your Oregon quarterback, he's gonna fall, and then you got love. So it's gonna be interesting. And then you still got Jalen Hurts somewhere in the pile, quarterbacks. He's probably yeah. a third rounder. But I see a lot of safe fans not not liking us picking up uh, Hurts. I mean, if Sean Payton likes Jalen Hurts and he wants him, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we're going to need some type of QB competition yeah. for Taysom Hill. Shout, shout out to all these uh, X, XFL fucking uh, players that's getting picked up into the NFL. That's dope to see. It's unfortunate. Yeah, Saints picked up a defensive back. Forgot his name, but apparently uh, he was he pretty was, solid. He was the interception leader from the XFL. Yeah, I think he, he played yeah. for uh, Houston, right? Well, that's good. Their best player on our team. Yes. He's got something going there. Uh, Potential. He makes the roster. He, roster. he should, though. Unless we draft a, uh, unless we draft a, a portal back, which we should. Uh, it's tough because we potentially yeah, could draft one. We could. We need. We definitely. We know we need a, a linebacker, inside linebacker. Uh, we need a. We might need another wide receiver. Uh. Yeah, we're gonna draft a receiver for sure. And with the with the receivers uh draft pool being so damn heavy, like like this like this uh receiver pool is the best that we've seen in years. Probably yeah. ever. There's definitely some uh some first round talent guys that's not gonna go with the second and third round. For sure. Um, it's not that really not that many uh, running backs. Like, I haven't really heard much about the running backs outside of uh, the Georgia guys. Running back's pretty deep, too. Can't forget Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Dude had a historic year. Running backs are a dime a dozen, though. You can find a good running back to play for you in, like, the fourth round.
All right. Who, if, if we have to pick, who do you think is uh, after, after the draft and stuff? Like, everybody gets their necessary needs and stuff like that. Who do you think... Who do you think is coming out of uh-huh. the uh, NFC and who do you think is coming out of the AFC? Hmm. If everybody gets everything they need, I'd probably have to go Saints and hmm, that's tough because the Ravens defense is really good. So if they can add some significant pieces elsewhere to help Lamar Jackson. That could be the team. But I guess I could just go safe and take the Chiefs. Same, so same versus Chiefs. Yep. Seems like a, a pretty basic but obvious yeah. choice to me. I th- for me... I would see a Saints versus 49ers NFC uh, NFC game. And then I got the, the, the matchup that we expect we were we thought we were gonna see last year. Uh Ravens versus the Chiefs. I got the Saints versus I got the Saints versus Ravens right. in the Super Bowl. I got the Saints versus the Super Bowl. By like by like five or seven. That's a good one. Uh, all right, we uh, we're gonna end this uh podcast off right there, and uh, you want to dive right into recording part two? Shout out to y'all for getting us to almost two thousand plays. Got like what three, four episodes over a hundred plays. This one's gonna hit a hundred yep. plays because it's fire. So, y'all know thank, the drill. Uh, thank you for listening to us on iHeart, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to the podcast to. Uh, part, part three is coming out soon, and then right after part three, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we got more stuff. Like we're gonna preview the uh, NBA playoffs that's coming later this summer. Uh, we might, we're gonna talk about some baseball, some UFC, and uh, eventually we're gonna. Whatever Basically, whatever's I uh, talk about, we about to come up with. So we we still got ideas. It's just a lot. This this coronavirus thing got us all messed up right now. So we're not going nowhere. But yep, hey, episodes are still coming. So peace, y'all.